Hold the gravy podcast. Hold the gravy podcast. Hold the gravy podcast. Hold the gravy podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we made it again, y'all. We made it one more time here at Hold the Gravy, episode twenty. Can you believe it? My name is Hunter Romero. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I'm outside this morning. I feel good. It's it's a it's a pretty warm fall day here in South Louisiana. The wind is kicking from the south. Can't complain. Cannot complain at all. And if you can, who would listen, you know? We got some exciting stuff on this episode. I want to bring you back a couple of weeks. We did a taste test with Mr. Wendell Verrett and Laurel Blackerby. We had such a blast once again at the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off. Gumbo season, baby. This episode is a little bonus interview from our full gumbo tasting segment. And yes, we were absolutely full of gumbo after we did this. I can't thank everybody enough for all the support and the uh, great collaboration between the Iberia Chamber of Commerce and Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market and Louisiana Direct Seafood Shop and, of course, Hold the Gravy Podcast. We are going to be out at the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market tomorrow, Saturday, November 5th in the morning, so please come and say what's up to me. We're going to be talking with some vendors out there can't wait to taste some more good food see what they got out there we got an exciting fall time happening right now in south louisiana if you are thinking about coming down here to check anything out please do so we are proud to show you around proud to let you taste all of our wonderful dishes come and soak up the air dive in the south louisiana culture And thank you for supporting Hold the Gravy Podcast for the last 20 episodes, y'all. My name is Hunter Romero. This is episode 20, the official gumbo tasting segment from the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off, presented by Hold the Gravy Podcast. See you on the other side. All right, all right. We got a special segment coming up. We got Laurel Blackerby and Wendell Verrett going to sit in on the tasting segment of today's episode. Been looking forward to this. It's like the headliner, I feel like, you know. And we're not going to tell you which ones cooked which ones. We're just going to reference each bowl by which animal sticker is on top of the lid. It's all Laurel had in her craft box. So, you know, look, we might tell you we don't like one, but we're not going to tell you where it's from or who cooked it. You're just going to know that it might be the giraffe or it might be the walrus. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We're waiting on Mr. Wendell Verrett here now. All right, all right. We're starting the taste test segment. This is exciting. We've been waiting for this all year long. The most happening thing to go down on Main Street, West Main Street in New Iberia, Louisiana, since 
2021 gumbo cook-off. All right, so we're reaching in the bag. We're reaching in the bag. All right, we're starting with the lion because he is the top of the food chain. Do we know the, uh, are some of these seafood or some are all of them chicken and sausage? All right. Grab your utensils. Is it good? Oh, sorry. Try it now. Is it good? It's good. Okay. All right. We're going in for the lion. Give it a little stir up. It looks kind of like a hot cocoa my grandmother would make. Yeah, it's kind of got a floating in it's it. It's kind of got a mocha vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. A good color, really, really thick consistency. I think that's what you want out of a a good roux. I'm gonna go ahead for this sausage first. Let's see. Oh, that smells great. Yeah, I, I really like that. It's got a good bit of salt to it. It does have a good bit of salt, but it does have like a nice mouth feel. It's uh, not too thick, not too thin. It's it's extremely. Um, I can taste the roux in it. I know that the roux they used was really dark. Yeah. And I I personally like that in a gumbo. So. I do too. I would go ahead and put that on a good a good check mark on my list. But it's not overly burnt or that smoky flavor or anything either. Right. I'm going to try this chicken now. I need to try one of these sausages. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the chicken's really good and marinated. That's good. It's not overcooked. It's not dry. You could tell they marinated the chicken before they put it into the gumbo. In a way. Oh, yeah. It's very you know? moist and juicy. Well done. That's a good one. All right. So the lion, what are we giving it for smell? Uh, what's our what's our scale here? Let's do one to five. Smell, I'd say three, and okay. taste for me, I'd say four. Taste for four. What about appearance? A three. Good texture. consistency, good texture. Ooh, uh, up there, about a four point five for me. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> you know, if, you, if you're just tuning in, you know, there's 76 different chefs out here and different teams and different tents and different booths doing all sorts of different things to their gumbo pots. And that's, that's crazy to think about. That's that many people cooking the same kind of simple goulash of a dish, but they can make it so different and taste so many different ways and smell so many different ways and put their own twists on it and so simple yet so intricate you know i hope you you know what i'm saying we're also close to the uh the kids line for the face painting booth and our friend Laurel here has also set up her arts and crafts by the face painting booth. So it's a lot going on here, you know, here on Main Street. So hey, I so wish that you could have came last night. We had the salsa on dinner. 
chef demonstration and dinner, five courses, five drink pairings. It was amazing food, amazing drinks. But I have the recipe cards too, so if anybody wants to drop by and get them. Yeah, and I You was, missed out. You should have came I, yesterday. I'm always a, a day late, I feel. <laughs> you know, always a day late. And But I, I was reading over the card that you had sort of given me for the healthy swap. And um, tell me a little bit about it, this, this skinny roux. Okay, okay. So for all the recipes that I analyzed, and I've done probably over 50 of Chef John Reason's recipes. So I kind of know his like flavor profiles and what he likes. He's a, a dark roux fan. Um, but for the skinny roux, we're basically taking out the fat. And that's not anything new. But you're basically just dry roasting your flour at probably about 400 to 425 degrees. Uh, some chefs may argue 390. I'm not going to say any names. Some people in Florida I may know. But uh, so you're going to roast that from 60 to 90 minutes until you get it to the color that you want. And then you're going to just put that in the pot with cold water and you're just going to brown it till it's bubbly. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's absolute, you know, that, that's that's taking gumbo science to another level, you know. Yeah, if you can cut out the fat. I've seen gumbo recipes that have up to 890 calories a serving. And I've seen some that are like 300. So it's, it's all across the board. It's all about what you put in it. But you can still have it be delicious without it being, you know, super fattening. And then your, your next bullet point is you're, you're substituting the flour. Yes. So this one I absolutely, absolutely love. You just take a ounce. It's about a third of a cup of whey protein isolate. And what you're going to do is use that in place of flour with your oil. It takes a little bit longer for your roux to make. Um, it's not even going to turn color, like that caramel color, until at least 20 minutes. And then you can continue cooking it as long as you like to get the color that you want. Um, but it's still going to give you that nice flavor and texture. So instead of a one-to-one -one ratio on that, it's uh, one ounce or about a third of a cup of the whey protein to one cup of your oil or butter, whatever you're using for your base. And then our, our buddy Dave, uh, you know, his spices, Cajun 180 spices is always the first I think about for yes. for, uh, for the next kind of step of, of your, your healthy swap, which yes. would be like a lower sodium. Absolutely. Low sodium. Uh, always replace your Cajun seasoning with a low sodium um, Cajun seasoning product and also your hot sauce. So like Tabasco is perfect. And what's great about that is it's not just people who have hypertension or cardiovascular disease um, or even kidney disease that have to watch sodium. Even people who are trying to lose weight are, you know, fluid sensitive or whatever it may be. Um, and just sodium really helps. Um, also with your sausages, if you're doing like a sausage based uh, gumbo, there are some reduced sodium options that you can do. Right. And that's really helpful to cut down quite a bit of the, the sodium intake as well. And that's our friends over at Savoie's. I'm sure um, the, the the big yellow tent right next door. I'm sure they have a low sodium sausage link option. They um, do. Uh, Richards does also. Is wait, is it Richards? Richards. Uh, probably Richards. Okay. We, well, we I'm know you're, <laughs> We know you're a transplant gumbo Praline. judge. <laughs> you're learning though. You're, you're you're getting it. Slowly but surely. And then I see dairy free. But I guess 
to my knowledge. What what Most, goes in the gumbo that, that has dairy? I mean, potato salad, Most, maybe. Not even potato salad. Uh, most do not have any dairy unless they're using butter. Butter. Instead mm. of oil to make their roux. Mm, okay. And then, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you got potato salad on the side, you, you're mixing in a lot of mayonnaise in there. So what, what would be an option for swapping out maybe a healthy potato salad? Um, I actually have a card on that, too. Oh, it's a different card. Yeah, I have all of these. But I can just tell you off the top of my head for uh, the potato salad that we made, it has melted butter and uh, mayonnaise. So obviously you'd want to do something like my favorite. It's called Smart Balance Light. It's a reduced fat butter spread and it has a lot of omega-3 content. And then for the mayonnaise, just using a light mayonnaise. For your lower carb option, I love doing turnips and I actually made this version of the potato salad as well as the turnip version and took to the office for everybody to try. And so that was really fun. I seasoned it the same way and it's it's really fantastic. The, Very nice. The turnips give it like a really nice flavor, same kind of texture, maybe slightly denser, but uh, it was really it was really good. Or even if you just didn't care about cutting out all your carbohydrates, but maybe just slightly less calories, you could, you know, do a one-to-one -one ratio with potatoes and the turnips. So that's kind of fun. But there's actually no dairy, well, except for the butter and the potato salad. And then gluten, um, a gluten-free option. Always use gluten-free flour. Make sure your seasonings are certified gluten-free. Um, even if they don't contain gluten on your ingredient label, they can still be processed in a facility that has gluten. So if you're celiac, that can be extremely bad. Not just people for allergies, but like celiac could be extremely painful and problemsome so but yeah those are those are the healthy swaps for both of those and where can um <clears throat> where can you find these online can they print these out yeah absolutely we have right now and i think i probably have like maybe 75 100 more to work on uh but on our website delcommarket.org that's d-e-l-c-a-m-b-r-e market m-a-r-k-e-t dot org org forward slash recipes you can find any of these recipes it'll show the nutritional analysis that i provided based on these great chef recipes along with five different healthy swaps so that's lower fat lower carbohydrate lower sodium dairy free and gluten free i love it we're out here making gumbo better longevity of gumbo so what do you say we go and try another one of these yeah, let's and get bossing. I think I think it's time for the boss man. And you were telling me that you were actually a judge in the 2022 gumbo cook-off, right? Yes, last year as well. And the 2021. So how does how does that um, you know you being from out of state? How does that make you feel when you can come and and try all these these great gumbos and 76 different chefs? Dishes. Oh, I think it's fantastic. And a lot of different spins that I have maybe not as previously tried before. I think the gumbo that you find in Florida is probably more of a, a New Orleans influence or more of a Creole influence as opposed to the Cajun influence here. Um, but I, I love it all. Uh, I like okra and gumbo. I like tomatoes and gumbo. I like the really dark roux gumbo as well. Uh, it's all really delicious. Well, I'll say the uh, the first one we tried with the lion sticker, that one definitely was a extremely dark roux. We're going to go 
for this next one, the bunny rabbit. All right, here we go. A little bit more of a, a caramel color, I, I would say. What, what do you think about this color-wise? It's a coffee with a light splash of cream. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like a, a watered-down uh, iced coffee, almost. You what's, know? what's our this is the This is the bunny rabbit. The bunny rabbit. There may or may not be any rabbit in this gumbo. I'm not quite sure. Um, we, we don't... We don't we don't quite know that yet, but all right, I'm going to go in for the first bite. Very nice. A little thinner of a roux, a little more water-based than the last batch. Definitely a, a smoky, smoky flavor on the sausage. Very, very smoky. You know, I find that same smokiness in the chicken as well. And I, I can't really tell if it's it's not just smoked sausage. I can't tell if they just smoke the meats or if there's like a little bit of liquid smoke also in the roux. What do you think? It might be actually in the roux now that I'm I'm letting it sit with me a little more. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I taste the rat. Don't you? In the juice? No? Maybe it's just me. I taste rabbit. He's saying that. That's the only thing I'll I never eat. <laughs> I personally wouldn't know what to taste if, if it was rabbit. You know, I, I don't know what would... It tastes like chicken to me. Maybe my uh, my palate is not as as refined, but... I had bunnies growing up as pets. Oh. I can't. I'll, I'll try anything once, but not that. Not bad, though. Not bad. All right. So we're rating Boss on smell, appearance texture and taste so on a one to five scale three for smell three. yeah i'll go three on smell yeah appearance what about you for smell i think it's a little it's I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two. Yeah, I, I would personally go two across the board. Okay. For me, um, little, little over smoky tasting for me, and a little watered down for my my personal uh, texture preference. But we got nine bowls to try, so we're gonna keep this thing rolling. I think this next one right here is the flower pot sticker. We have a couple little flower pots. There's a green, a white, okay. and a yellow. Yeah, this is like a succulent. There you go. Cactus succulent sticker. Uh, Whoa. Texture two, taste three. All right. This one here is um, 
you know, you could you can open that in front of me and you'd be like, hey, this is uh, the, 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 the beans at the Mexican restaurant that you get on the side, like the bean soup. And I, that's what it looks like to me. It actually doesn't look like gumbo from from first sight. It's kind of like a, not refried beans, but like a bean yeah. soup like they give you with your fajitas and stuff, you know? To me, it looks like I'm sick and my grandmother made me some soup. Ooh, okay. Like, like Campbell's? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with Hunter on that. Very light. I see the the separation in the water and the grease. You yeah. know, when yeah. you can when you can see that it, it's you're supposed to they want you to stir it up, right? Swirl it around a little or stir it up. Oh, there's a piece of sausage. Yeah, you can you can definitely see a good bit of grease in there, um, just floating to the top, you know. I don't know if that happens in the roux process where it doesn't necessarily like thicken up. Multiply. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know what happens there. I I'm, I don't cook gumbo too too often, but I do eat it as much as I can. So my, my wife cooks with lard. Cooks yeah. Gumbo with lard. And uh, you gotta let it cool down, and you just peel off like a layer of skin, basically. There you go. So what's the healthy saturated fat? What's the healthy oh, yeah. swap for that? There is none. <laughs> the dry roux. The dry roux. All right, I'm gonna go I in. Like, I like the dry roux for this sausage. Smell it. It's interesting. Yeah. The meat has a good flavor. The meat is um, not as smoky as the previous two, for sure. Sausage is good. Not sure where they got the sausage, but it's tasty. Can I just say it tastes like chicken and dumplings? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> like from like Cracker Barrel or something. Yeah. But it's like in a soup. <laughs> Sorry, shots fired. Yeah, I wouldn't go with that one as my first choice either. Uh, I think I would enjoy it if it was just a soup, you know, yeah. and maybe some Way dumplings or rice right. or something. But it's uh, I mean, in flavor, not spice. right. All right, what's our smell? I'm gonna give them a one across the board on that one. All right. I think I'm gonna agree. One all the way. It's a scene out here, West Main Street, downtown New Iberia. We got our face painting line to the right. We got our beer line um, straight ahead, and we got our local dive bar playing the Saints game on our left. What is our score? I think it's 10 to 10, halftime uh, last time I walked scored. in there. They scored again. Oh, oh before God. half. All right, well. No, I think, it's, uh, I think it's in the third. Oh, it's after half. I think so. All right, all right. Taysom Hill scored We need twice. a win. I should have worn my Taysom Hill jersey Every today. time they put him in, he gets either first down or he gets, like, points on the board. And they're like, oh, just kidding. We're my jersey was in the laundry today, so I didn't wear my Taysom Hill jersey. But it's a beautiful day to be a Saints fan. It always is, every Sunday in October. We're not doing too hot right now, but we're going we're gonna to pick that up. We're going to pick that up. All right, so look. Let's go with the pumpkin because it is – getting close to spooky season so hopefully we won't be spooked by the flavor of this one coming up here 
Oh, I like this color. I like the, the smaller bubbles of grease in it. Oh, it looks like, like we have two different types of sausage in this. That's, and, I like that. probably. And do and smoke. smoke. Nice. And I see a green thing that makes me feel better. Like, it's automatically like 10% healthier, right? Yeah, one, <laughs> one little green olive in there, a green onion in there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go for the chicken. I've been stealing all the sausage, so I'm going to taste this chicken here. Ooh, it smells great. Really savory, but not like burnt. That one is very savory. Um, dare I say, it almost has some kind of like brown sugar thing going on in there. I don't mind that one. That one's pretty interesting. It's got like a nice bitter finish, but it's not like overpowering. But definitely the start is good. How's the sausage? Good. Did you try both? The andouille and the smoked? I like that one. Oh, and a green oh, thing. It's this healthy. Might be fresh So what do you think when people say gumbo's better the second day? You think that's a myth? You think it's true? I think it depends on how hungry you are with anything. But a lot of a lot of foods are better the second day. Because it sits overnight, it gets cold and Well your flavors meld uh, and become more cohesive. Um, like lasagna, but Again, it depends on how hungry you are. Right. No, I, I think that's a thing. I, I don't know if it's the vegetables or the, you know, it just seeps, steeps, marinades. Yeah. Now that you say that, I pick up more of the onion flavor in this one than I have on the other ones that we have tasted before. Yeah. Yeah, there's no better feeling than when it's really cold and you cook a gumbo outside and then you just turn the burner off and you let it sit till the morning. You don't even bring it inside. You leave it outside, and then you turn the burner back on the next day for lunch. I feel like that's really the best, best and, flavor of gumbo you get. And a safety first tip, had some friends of mine cook a big old pot of gumbo. It was delivered, fantastic. So they had to, you know, everybody ate on it, did what they needed to do, and they, they covered it and put it in the fridge and the next day, it was a science experiment. Uh-oh. You got to let it cool down or you put it in the fridge. The grease uh, froze up? The, the heat, it, it, it mildewed. Oh, wow. It had mold, <laughs> mold growing on it. That's not, overnight. Wow. Interesting. Is that just that, with gumbo or is that with maybe it, a, it a soupy, no. soupy dish or something it, really hot? Almost anything, yeah. It was wow. the heat and not like necessarily like old flour or something? That's crazy. Yeah, you got, I mean. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's gross. Let's move on yeah. to something good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, y'all, we're, we're approaching the second half of our taste test segment. And um, thank you to our helper, Miss Jordan. Really appreciate you uh, taking care of the leftovers here. Are we grading that one? 
Oh, yeah, three. what do you want? Smell? I'll go three. Okay. It was the pumpkin. Although the, the second sausage, I think it was a fresh sausage. Yeah? It, the larger taste was one? good, but the texture was too, too poor. Ah. You know, okay. kind of mushy. Yeah, but I the, had a bite of the, the chicken. I would say a three and a half across the board for me. I really liked the roux. It was, uh, it was, you used the word savory, and I felt savoriness on that one for sure, so. Second half here of the taste test. Another potted plant. I think this, not quite sure what your sticker is on this one. Um, it's another succulent, but it's there a you white go. one. A white succulent. It's only the appearance score on the last one. Three. Three. And we really want to thank all the teams for letting us taste these and, and all the judges for, for going through their meticulous taste buds to get the right score to make sure the best winner is chosen. We don't know anything. We're just we're just tasting and letting you know how we like it or dislike it. And, and uh, that's, that's where I'm at on the gumbo. I have no professional judging qualities, but... But I am sitting next to a professional judge over the last two years. That's impressive. I'm just a food snob. Sorry. I think that makes the best food judge. <laughs> I know. I have Kernis, Kernis's, uh gumbo as the uh, the gold standard. I know. And it just it sticks with me like like I had it just now. His tent is Mecca. It's vis <laughs> it's visiting a temple of gumbo. I mean, that's what I told him. I said, I, I came over here first, and I think I may have messed the rest of my day up because now I, I none other will taste this good. So if you don't know Curtis Louvier, look back on our Hold the Gravies episode. He is booth number one every year, and he is one of the greatest chefs to walk the earth, I think. That's probably a bias. Uh, friendship. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. <laughs> I don't judge chefs, just, just food. Just food. I feel that. That's, that's respectable. Alright, we're going to go with the Smiley Bumblebee. Yes. Third to last here. Three more on the... Fingers crossed this one will be good. On the on-deck circle. USA meat. Do you? Oh. 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 Alright. Full of meat. <laughs> Excellent. It makes up for Excellent. that one that didn't have any at all. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. None of these have rice either, um, but maybe the rice distracts from the taste. So I, I kind of like that we're tasting them without rice. Yes. I rice agree. is just a filler. Yeah. I like the addition of rice because it can soak up like some of the the crease or the salt or you know just various aspects. Um, but yeah, for sure, for just tasting it, tasting it as is. Great color, great consistency. Is that red bell pepper? Fantastic red sausage color, I will say. And, and the shredded chicken, I'm a fan of this. Don't let me down here. It does look like red bell pepper in their trinity. That's what I've been looking for. Ooh, that smells great. I'm going to just take a little piece of chicken here. Crazy good taste there. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. The right kind of smoky taste mm. on the sausage. Very, very smoked sausage. It smells very nice. Wow. Best one yet for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. For me, it's like slightly over salted, 
But if you had rice, it would be fine. Exactly. And then if you had potato salad, it would be even more fine. Oh, that would kind of tame it down, you know? I tried that for the first time last night. In the gumbo? I tried just about every gumbo with potato salad. I'll try it again another day. That's a controversial thing, um, putting potato salad in the gumbo. It has a lot to do with the potato salad. Yep. I know that we learned that from last year. Yep. Because yeah. some people put too many fancy items in their potato salad. And it ends up floating in the gumbo. Exactly. So you don't want that. Right. Exactly. You need a very neutral potato salad. Yeah. Yeah. This was not no. neutral. No. That's a good gumbo. Yeah. I'm going to go big four and a half across the board on that one. Okay. Uh, really, I'll, really like that one. Yeah, I agree. Texture also? Four and a half both Oh, yeah. Loaded with protein. Tons of meat. Yes, sir. Good, good smoked sausage. Great smell. It looks great because it was already appetizing. I mean, you saw like the Trinity and yeah. tons of meat. I, I agree with the, the salt, um, but, it, but not, you know, it's not, it doesn't take away from it, but. I think yeah. it says a lot when you see the, you see some, some people's gumbos have the chunks of chicken in them, but then some have like, the shredded layers of chicken and you can tell that I think that maybe either cooked for a little longer or at a higher heat or I don't know what it is but I'm a fan of the shredded just kind of chicken everywhere you know with I, every bite yeah I, I'm more of a you know the chicken breast chunks you know but right I'm I guess a, I'm not some people are using yeah. white meat some people are using dark meat you know, yeah. thighs or breast, but it makes a difference. That one was great. Good job, Bumblebee. All right. We got one here coming up. This is the elephant. Alrighty. Got a pretty greasy lid on this one. Lots of green onions. Have we seen any Creole gumbo out here? That's the closest I've seen. That's pretty red right there. That does look red. It almost looks like um, picante salsa or something, <laughs> you know? It's like I need a tortilla chip with that. <laughs> but you said, you know, you're a fan of things with, with green floaties because it means that there's some, some type of health in there, some yeah. type of nutrition, some not fiber. just... Not just rice floating. and gravy, you know? Hey, we're holding the gravy. That's it. All right. Tons and tons of green onions. I'm going to try to pick around those. We'll go for it. Nope. Nope. Not for me on that one. Wow. I would not consider that flavor gumbo. So Hunter, what if you tasted a gumbo, it didn't taste like what you're accustomed to, but it tasted good? Then it, it you know, I, I think Laurel has been trying to like find different soups and different stews to kind of like overcome like yeah this is good this is a good dish that maybe I can eat at home but it's it's not a gumbo that 
I wouldn't say it's good and I wouldn't say it's a gumbo either. So I don't know what quite that is. That's like South Alabama steer right there. It's again, it's like very burnt roux consistency yeah. that I... It just I, needs some corn and some lima beans and maybe like a couple of tomatoes and I'm a gold. Like I would eat that, but that's my gumbo in my opinion. Greasy too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see the grease like floating on the top. Yeah, I need a napkin after like, that. Like it's like literally even pouring out of the. Gumbo is hard to do. Man. It is. It is. And, and it's and if you're doing a large quantity, like you do here, they're cooking in twenty gallon pots. That is tough. And that, that was the thing tough. that somebody mentioned about something that was cooked last night. Um, but the students recreated one of the dishes, and they're making seventy five portions. But when you're making that large of a quantity, the same seasonings are not the same as if you're just making, you know, a single dish yeah, or a right. dish for four or just for, you know, six. Um, so always, and it's it's a joke among the culinary community, you know, taste and adjust seasonings as necessary. And that's something we always forget. Like, I've made this 10,000 times or this is my tried and true dish, but always taste and adjust your seasonings as necessary. And I feel like a couple of these should have been tasted and adjusted seasonings. Yeah, and I then agree. the one that was too salty, like even if you don't have rice, you can throw a potato in it and it'll absorb some of that sodium to where it's not like in your face. What, right. what they did last night was they had the, the plating, they had the bowls out and they put the seafood and the rice in the bowl first and then they came back with the gumbo. The seafood was not cooked in the gumbo. Interesting. And that's... And then it made every dish, you know, almost exactly the same. Yeah. And that's not how he wanted it, and that's not how it was intended. He wanted rice in the bowl first. Um, it was good. It was a nice chocolate syrup color. It was pretty... I enjoyed it. Um, just yeah, I, potato I thought salad. it was good, too. Yeah. Not with potato salad. <laughs> but not the potato salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's a hard thing to do, too. I, I mean... You grow up in Louisiana. I know I know you're not from Louisiana, but you are from the South. And you grow up in a family that can cook and that feeds you a pretty consistent tasting dish. And then you come out here and, and you try 70-something different versions <laughs> of that dish. And it, it throws your brain kind of in a, in a weird loop, you know? I, I'm not going to lie. I've never yeah, had this I, many different gumbos before. Yeah, I don't know what some of these people are thinking, but... <laughs> Maybe. But we appreciate you coming. <laughs> we love all the Louisiana tourism that, that we can get. All right, we got one more to taste Woo. out of the nine, and it's been it's been a great experience doing this. We're going to have to do some more tasting episodes. No, I think this is – we're having way too much fun. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And good luck to all the contestants. I know in a few short, maybe about an hour or two, they're going to be re releasing the uh, the winners of the 2022 World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off. There's a few different categories. There's an amateur category, professional, seafood, chicken and sausage. Um, and then he said an other category. Melange. Melange. I mean, anything. Right. Oh, we didn't grade that one. That's, that's the category I want to enter into. I can't give that one a score. What do you think? Mm, uh, 
no. Better luck next time, I would say. Okay, yeah. the elephant's out. Hey, it's an elephant, and I said it tastes like Alabama, so. <laughs> ha. Sorry, Whoa. sorry, you're real tied. All right, here comes your chicken and dumplings color okay. again. Is this that a is chicken on top. Oh, it's a little cactus. Certainly. Certainly, uh, not the prettiest looking bowl of gumbo. Not the prettiest. All right, I'll, I'll go in first. All right, decent buddy. Very, very watery. All right, taste actually. Finally, that burnt root taste is not in that one because it's it's pretty light brown. I guess this they smells like a chicken biscuit. Yeah, the the sausage has like oh, it's all white meat too. Okay. Like you know when you eat a gas station sausage biscuit and it's kind of got like a like a little zest to it like 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 in the sausage you know there's something in the sausage that's probably not good for you but it's i don't know that's what i got from that one there's white pepper in that what's that white pepper white pepper is that what i'm getting that's the zest part of the zest there obviously is probably some cajun seasoning but um the more potent seasoning in that is white yeah. pepper taste is not bad at all yeah, it's, it was doable. It tastes like chicken and dumplings or a chicken biscuit. Right. Sure. Nothing scared me in that bowl, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> uh, the meat, though, I think could have been like a little bit more juicy or tender. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. You know, and I mean, look again. We're we're here to talk about the healthy swaps. We're here to 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 show love to everybody trying their gumbo, and and we really appreciate y'all wanting to to do this ancient historical dish because as as simple as it can be it's so so easy to go off the deep end with you yeah, know i agree you can make a wrong turn anywhere between 5 a.m to now and you don't really know what happened to the gumbo i think it's, it's one of those dishes that you have to experiment a lot with. i agree especially being comfortable to cook 20 gallons of it yeah. You know, just to lot. know, like, all right, we're good. We're dumping it in. We're good. Put the heat on. Have a couple beers. Like, that's You've a lot. You've got to do that a couple of times. I agree. So in Florida, like, you see all kinds of things in gumbos. And then here, I'm like, they're like, no, you don't put fish in gumbo. Or no, you don't put sausage with seafood gumbo. Like, what's your opinion? I agree. I think chicken and sausage is its own world. It has its own savory taste. It's salty. It has that, you know, that sausage taste. And then when I want to go eat a seafood gumbo, I really want crab in every bite. I want a shrimp in every other other bite. You know, I don't really want to taste the same kind of salty sausage. Because sausage is, uh, it, it's overbearing. It's you put it in anything and it's like, well, there's sausage in that, you know. What I know what we do is Karen has a certain sausage that she uses, and that's all we go with every time. Don't ever change it up. So she once likes you the retards. 
Oh. Three shards. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, but it's a it's a smoked. It, it could be that one. Uh, a smoked sausage, but she's got to have that that same. She she's the gumbo cooker. Yep. In in our family. She made this um, turnip chowder, which I made a cauliflower chowder with like crab meat the week before, and then he brought that, and it's turnip. And, and sausage. It was fantastic. It was made with the Richard's smoked sausage. It was so good. But we were talking about how to make the potato salad healthier or lower carb option. Right, right. Um, if you're looking to do that for your dietary needs. And, uh, it was fantastic. Like, I, I snuck off pretending like I was going to the bathroom just so I could eat some more. <laughs> I like the replacements. <laughs> I like the replacements. Um, it, it's... It's when people get a little too carried away and they just start dumping dumping it all into that 20 gallon pot. You know, it's, you, you gotta keep the, the ingredients consistent. But if you wanna swap with a healthy option, I think that's that's doable, you know? And it's we an did. option. It's not required unless right. it's, a, you know, medically necessary, you know, nothing. Right. Sorry. We, we did a, we did a, a, a contest uh, in the main parish one year and we had the, you know the big old black iron pot and uh it was my buddy tom email and he had watched uh jeff uh, uh, uh chef uh john Fole. john Fole? i love watching his show so his method is to heat the oil first get it real hot and you just dump the flour in so we we did that and it turned to marbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we did, we just dumped it out and tried it again and sure enough it worked. Wow. We made a big old pot of turkey neck gumbo. Yeah. It was good, it was good. We didn't win, but it was good. I don't like turkey necks. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a different different type of meat. Mm-hmm. My grandpa <laughs> always the, puts turkey necks in his flavor, I would, I would think. <laughs> right. Alright, yeah. what are we rating that yellow plant? The last one, the chicken biscuit. I'm gonna go a good two, good two on that one. I'll go three. Okay. I think our favorite collectively was Bumblebee. Um, yeah, Bumblebee came in at 53 points, and the close second was the pumpkin at 41, and the bunny rabbit at 29. Nice, nice. You just gotta, you gotta get that sample side before you, you hit, <laughs> it's true. hit the nuts. You it's know? true. Yeah. I think uh, I think there's, the judges got a lot of work cut out for them. <laughs> you know, if they're really sitting here and doing 76 of those bowls, wow. Well, they break it up, huh? They break it up. Yeah, you get like on average eight. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Well, thank you all for, for joining me on the, on the first official Hold the Gravy Taste Test segment. Can Wait. I mention one more thing? Please. So we are doing a really cool recipe contest right now with uh, Dolphin Seafood Farmers Market, Health and Wellness Program, and Losing a Direct Seafood. So you can submit your recipes in three different categories. We have, help me out here, boss. We got an, a catch-all. We have seafood, and, oh, and healthy. Nice. So there's going to be a winner from each of those three categories, but the overall winner that has the most points is going to get $100 of free seafood from Louisiana Choo! Direct. Right? Like, 
but he told me I can't enter, so that that shot that down. Oh yeah, <laughs> too much inside knowledge to compete. Your your best tailgating recipe. Wow. Yep, tailgating, football food. I think it's going to be really fun, and we're going to announce the winner at our next market, which is November 5th. Um, and so we have Wendell and myself, obviously, where I can't participate. But I get to read the recipes and look at the awesome foodie food. I'm sure you'll, um, I'm sure you'll steal them all, and you'll put them, you'll cook them, you'll try them, you'll do them all. I know it. Actually, we are going to showcase one of the recipes, right, yes. at market? Yes, yes. Hopefully more than just one, though. I'm sure there's going to be some good ones in there. Well, we don't get to taste them. We're just looking at recipes. So it's just a recipe contest, not like a cooking contest. Right. But yeah, right. I'm sure that Wendell and I will be definitely trying some. That's interesting. A recipe contest without tasting the food. Yeah. Or so seeing it cooked, you know? You'll look at it based on, you know, does the recipe make sense? Is it written correctly? Do the flavor profiles make sense? Does it, you know, connect? Does it complement each other? That's going to be use, difficult to judge. Does it use local products? Ooh. Does it use seafood? And that's High one, five. Yeah, that's one of the things is, I, you know, I have a, a library of recipe uh, books, and uh, I've got an online database of recipes, and it, I've always been trying to find a method to go through and see is it really, you know, worth trying yeah and uh, so it's kind of difficult now a lot of recipes I got from uh, Food Network but when I see them making it that like convinces me okay I have to have that recipe right but just in the you know just a blind looking at recipes yeah which one actually is gonna stick you know yeah. so they have to submit a photo at least one photo of the dish too. Of the dish. Right. Okay, so, that's that and, helps. That helps a little bit. Of and the even if you process. are a crappy photographer, you can still see what the dish would look like. Yeah. So, for sure. You have to be like professional taking photos, but Well what a great what a great way to get the community involved in some in some good recipes and trying new creative dishes. And then win some seafood while you're at it. I hear yep. you're saying that you're gonna submit a recipe. Me? Uh, yeah, sure. It's pop, got, a pop tarts, Connor, are not a recipe. Yeah, I don't. I haven't had pop tarts in a while. I did used to like pop tarts, but no, I, I, I've. Uh, I think I could do something like that. I need a. I need to try it out. I, I come from that kind of the Cajun way of just throwing things in and hoping it's not too spicy for the people that's eating it. You know, so I. I've never really written anything down that I cooked, but um, that sounds interesting. So, my John uh, won a. Did he tell you the story about the chili contest? Uh-uh. He nope. literally went down the aisle and bought one of every can of chili, and then <laughs> went to the freezer section and bought one of each as well. Mixed it all in a pot. And won. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you're That's kidding. how it's done. You never know what you're eating. <laughs> uh, we had some friends once uh, that would tailgating at, at UL and uh, this is a number of years back and they made a big old chili and they put like filet mignon ribeye and it was terrible oh man the, the meat just turned to mush oh <laughs> that's not what you want right in a chili how long did they cook it for it to turn to mush I don't know the whole football time. game, I'm sure. They, it, they cooked it a long time, but it was terrible. Have you guys ever tried pineapple and chili? 
No. No. Don't. I, I like Don't. I like pineapple on pizza though. I'm I'm one of those. Hey, that's okay. One of those socialist. Don't put it my chili. <laughs> <laughs> Food is Which food is great. The one yeah. The, the elephant. Yeah. There we go. We'll put that. Well, that we'll, one dish made it all worth. That's true. It was that's good. true. That was nice. We learned about a new, a new taste of gumbo and and what not to do with gumbo maybe over here today. But if you're around New Iberia on the second weekend of October, please make your way down to West Main Street. Check out all the sights, all the smells. And go to delcomarket.org forward slash recipes where you can find some great gumbo recipes if you don't live in the area and have no idea how to cook gumbo. And then there's a nutritional analysis on all of our wonderful Cajun and seafood recipes along with five healthy swaps. In the next market, November 5th. Yep. Come on down. Maybe it'll be cold. No. It might be in the 80s, so bring a light jacket. Yeah. Well, thank you all again. Thank you. Thank you, Hunter. That was fun. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you so much. My name is Hunter Romero. Thank you again for checking out this episode. Please subscribe if you have not already, and go check out some past episodes. We've been doing this now for a little while, and we're proud, and we're loud, and we're here for Louisiana culture. If you're thinking about coming out to the Delcom Seafood and Farmer's Market tomorrow that is november 5th saturday morning please do so bring an ice chest bring a bunch of bags make sure you clear space in your trunk because you're gonna leave with some goodies there's a lot of vendors out there busting their butts to try to make a dime to try to give you a really nice original product show them some support you know that's what that's all we can do here with this community and this culture and we're glad to say that we are here in south louisiana and we can't get enough of this y'all and this is only the beginning thank you so much for supporting hold the gravy podcast we'll see you next time